This is Cats at Night with John Katsimatidis. You're a classic example of the people who built this country. On 77 WABC. Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night show. Now on the line for us, Professor Alan Dershowitz. What a treat. Two times in one week. I mean, I, Professor Dershowitz, I mean, you got nothing to talk about today, obviously. Uh, obviously, I'm being facetious. Did, did, yeah, did, did anything happen in the Supreme Court the last couple of days? Wow. <laughs> wow. We have turned the Constitution well, on its head. At least we know that Supreme Court justices were not scared to make a move. And they're right not to be scared. And we're right as a country to protect them. Whether you agree with them or disagree with them, they deserve to be fully protected, not threatened and not coerced or nothing like that. Um, And I, you know, Chuck Schumer should be ashamed of himself for having said that you won't know what hit you to the justices who joined in today's decision. Look, I disagree with today's decision. I think it went too far. They could have just upheld the the Mississippi statute, which prohibits abortions after 15 weeks, they didn't have to get to the issue of Roe versus Wade, but they did. They decided to do it. And now it's going to be up to the states and the voters will decide in each state how much uh, right and how much limitations on rights there should be. Democracy will have to make that decision. Well, it's state by state. Uh, How many states do you think uh, the abortionists will have problems in? Oh, I think quite a few for a while. But I do think that this is, in the end, going to help the Democrats in some states which are close and which you have people who are on the fence about how to vote Republican or Democrat, and they have daughters or nieces or grandchildren, and they're going to say to themselves, you know, I just want them to be able to have an abortion in the first few weeks if there's an accident, and maybe they'll vote Democrat uh, as a result. We don't know. Nothing is predictable. Everything has changed. I just hope this doesn't endanger the rights of gay marriage, of contraception. You know, there's a big difference between abortion. Abortion has a potential victim. There is a fetus. It's not an appendix. It's a real thing, whether you think it has the right to life or not. It's a real thing. With gay marriage, on the other hand, nobody's business. Who cares? Um, You know, with uh, contraception, nobody has the right to be born, to be conceived. So I would hope the courts would make that distinction. And the majority said yes, and Justice Thomas said no. Justice Thomas said we want to abolish the entire right of privacy, and that would mean no contraception and no gay marriage, and a lot of the basic fundamental rights would be erased. But I don't think he's going to get his way on that. I think, Alan, Richard Weinberg, I think uh, the majority opinion made it very, very clear it was a narrow decision on this particular case. That's it's right. not going to reach those other issues. And Thomas this case won't reach those yeah, this case won't reach it, but you're going to see challenges. You're going to see some fundamentalists bring challenges, and they'll win some in the lower courts. And then we'll see what the Supreme Court does. You're absolutely right. The majority went out of its way to limit this case only to abortion, but, you know, abortion is based on the right of privacy, and so are other rights. So we'll see if it can just stand as an abortion case or whether or not others will prevail. Professor Dershowitz, what's your reaction to hearing what the president said about the Supreme Court and Nancy Pelosi and AOC called basically saying that their decision doesn't matter, that it's illegitimate, and now he want, uh, Biden wants it to go to Congress? Well, first of all, it's not illegitimate. Um, as you know, I believe at least one of the justices was illegitimately appointed. That is, I think that 
the Republicans acted improperly in not even giving Merrick Garland a hearing because it was eight months or nine months before the election and then ramming through Barrett, even though it was only weeks before the election. But that's a different issue. The Supreme Court is legitimate. And all of us have to respect it's a co-equal branch of the United States government. And AOC is wrong about that, as she's usually wrong about Congress. Look, Congress has the right and the power to pass legislation under the Commerce Clause saying that abortion is a matter of interstate commerce. People travel from state to state. People are very mobile. You get pregnant in one state. You want to have an abortion in another state. And then the question will come. Do they have the votes in Congress? Probably not at the moment. But if they did, is it constitutional under the Commerce Clause? And I wouldn't bet a lot of money either way on that one. It's a very hard question whether the Commerce Clause would justify a national uh, right to abortion. And the president said he would use his executive authority. That's a loser. The president does not have executive authority in an area like this. It either has to be legislation or judicial decisions. Alan, this is David Patterson. Why would the president say he's going to use the executive authority? Does he not know that? Or was that just said to look like you're trying to fight back? I think more the latter than the former. I think he really wants to be able to fight back. And I think there are some people in the administration who are telling him, look, try it. Who knows? Maybe you could at least provide funding for people to travel from state to state to get abortion. There may be some executive powers that can be exercised. But the president does not have the power to overrule the Supreme Court and say, ipso facto, from now on, abortion is going to be lawful in Oklahoma if Oklahoma doesn't want it to be lawful. Alan, what about the gun case? What are your thoughts about that? Well, I think New York has a lot of work to do. It has to write a statute. Remember, the two of the justices said that New York could write a statute that was objective. For example, one that said you have to be 21, one that says you can't use AR-15s, one that says you have to have a background check. As long as they're objective and clear, maybe they'll be upheld. The New York statute that was struck down was very vague. It gave administrators the power to decide who really needs to be protected and who doesn't need to be protected. That was too much power. And so I, I'm not particularly critical of the decision itself. It's some of the language of the decision, uh, which suggests perhaps a broader restriction on state power. I mean, it's, in, it's interesting that on two days, one Supreme Court decision grants the state's enormous power, abortion, and the other one takes away from the state's enormous power. Excellent regulation. point, Alan. Yeah. But the argument on the other side is, yeah, because one of them is in the Constitution, the Second Amendment. The other one is just, you know, implicit, but not explicit in the Constitution, the right to privacy. But they do they do look in different directions. You know, Professor Dershowitz, I was talking about this with Judge Weinberg. We're also talking about the uh, scope of technology now. You know, 50 years ago when Roe v. Sure. Wade came into play, we didn't know all we know, especially when it comes to viability of the fetus. So That's it's right. surprising to me how many people are just so they, they want abortion up until up until birth. And now we know with technology, I've done stories myself about sure. babies being born that they weigh less than the cell phone and they live and they right. thrive. Yeah, it cuts both ways. Technology teaches us that what we consider life begins much earlier. There's no question that much earlier in time fetuses are viable, but it also proves that abolishing abortion completely, that at the very beginning when you just have cells and, and that, that that's, that's very, very different. So 
I think I think technology supports what Americans support. The vast majority of Americans don't want abortion up to the birth, up to the end. And the vast majority of Americans don't want a total abolition of abortion. They want 15 weeks, 12 weeks, 18 weeks. They want something in the middle. And that's what they could have gotten if the Supreme Court had done the right thing in this case, simply addressed the uh, Mississippi statute without reaching out and in an active judicial activism, deciding a case that wasn't necessarily before them. Alan Gershowitz, thank you so much for speaking out and uh, uh, telling the pleasure. truth. And <laughs> uh, have you. a great weekend, and we'll catch up you with you next week. Weekend.